the masters of the nostalgia verse. I am what about brunch, run-of-the-mill dude and defender of my childhood. I am joined by Bovine Divine, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic microphone and said, I have nostalgia! Bovine and I then became the masters of the nostalgia-verse. Welcome back to another episode of Masters of the Nostalgiaverse, the podcast where two hopelessly nostalgic people join forces and discuss toys, movies, television shows, and so much more. I am What About Brunch, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Bovine Divine. How you doing today, Brunch? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? Not too bad. Glad we can get back together and reminisce a little bit about the past and see what fun things we can bring up again. Previous episode, we talked about... Uh, cartoons. Gonna <laughs> cut that dead air out. <laughs> There's such a huge backlog of content. I gotta remind you of this stuff. I know. I had to like get my mind straight as to where we're. At. So the last time we talked about Saturday morning cartoons, but in the future episodes, yeah, yeah, we, we touched, we touched on, on it. But in this, in this, in the future episodes, we want to have a few topics, and that was really a broad topic. But in the future ones, we kind of want to talk about really specific things, so we make sure we we kind of delve deep, or maybe we'll, we'll decide that we don't need to delve deep. It's not really that interesting a topic. So it's kind of like we're kind of just like exploring, you know, the past. And so for this today's episode, we got a few topics on deck. We want to talk about first and foremost something that I don't know about you, but it was a very hot topic in my family's household when I was in school. It was school lunches. Was that something that you guys talked about? It's kind of like it just went in autopilot. We like every day we're like, what are we gonna do for lunch? I don't know. <sighs> no, for me, it was not ever a topic that was talked about in my household and I, I don't know where it is <laughs> nobody well, ate. well no the, the thing about it is is that okay so again this you know this goes back to being you know like second generation chinese family right so like my parents very traditional chinese you know folks they you know they worked from home you know they had a business so th- what they would do is they would have to get up super early in the mornings like way way hours before i would have to get up to go to sleep and they would you know they would they would cook up some breakfast and it's usually some type of chinese breakfast and chinese breakfast is nothing like american breakfast like they eat full-on meals there's meat there's eggs there's veggies there's pickled veggies there's like all kinds of crap so not and they knew that the like for us like my brothers and sisters we didn't eat any of that stuff it's not so, yeah, like, breakfast right yeah i'm told i'm slowly talking <laughs> about breakfast it, it's, it's like a dinner phenomenon no i know and that's the weird thing right it's like in a lot of asian cultures they eat like all kinds of food, like 24 hours a day. I mean, totally. they have, cause the thing in a lot of these Asian countries, you have like a bunch of little snacks all day, like a bunch of little meals all day. Right. So, you know, they were still kind of used to doing that. Whereas for myself and my brothers and sisters, you know, like they were trying to like make sure we grew up Americanized. So they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll buy some cereal or get some bread and they can kind of fend for themselves. Right. So, so the funny thing is, is that like going to school and eating and, it was a really odd thing in, in my house. It was it was almost like when my parents found out that, hey, we can send our kids to school, to public school, and they get fed on their own. They're like, great. They're like, just, <laughs> here you go, right? They like sign the paper, say, yep, our kids need food, you know, for lunch. Because, you know, there's a little <laughs> form that you sign out for school, right? Where you tell them, yes, my kid is going to participate in the government, you know, subsidize whatever lunch. <laughs> right? And they're like, great, you know, here, here I'm you go. I'm thinking about rations the way you're describing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it really does become that way when, once you hit the cafeteria line but seriously as a kid like for myself so it was never discussed at home like they never even asked me like what they ate. they could have been feeding us you know scraps and like you know leftover leftover like you know plates from the older kids for all my parents knew they never even asked about it they never cared about it and, and for myself it was great because you know it was like my chance to like make sure i grew up and ate like you know american foods right even though it was like probably the furthest thing away from it <laughs> but like the cafeteria lunch experience for me it was awesome because it was like you know every day at home you know like i would get asian style food you know meals right whether it be lunch dinner Whatever it is, you know, the, and everything they would buy, you know, would all like half of it would be from an Asian Asian grocery store. So you would get like a bunch of these Asian foods, but then every now and then they would kind of reward us, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. by letting us buy like white people food, essentially or Americanized food, right? And that was cool, like because you know, for for myself and my older sister, you know, when we were growing up, it was like you know, you wanted to acclimate. You know, we knew we were Asian, obviously, and you know, we went to we went to regular public school where it was like a mix of a bunch of different kids. But even though it was a mix of different kids, my you know, my sister, myself, like we accounted for 
you know, 80% of the Asian population of, of, of our, of our elementary school that yeah. we went to. So part of it was kind of a cool thing because we got to be able to, you know, sit amongst our peers and eat like regular food. Right. And that, it was so weird to think about it growing. Like I didn't think about it too much growing up. Growing up it, it was for me, it was just like, Oh, I get to eat all, all kinds of American food, like, you know, hot dogs, pizza, or with things that at least resemble these items. Right. So <laughs> it was kind of, it was a cool thing because I felt like it was a big part of making sure I grew up Americanized. Right. And that was a big part of it and, and you know like most people today like if i run into like uh friends that grew up in asian countries or my cousins who grew up like in a more you know asian like strict household like they they didn't kind of get that experience and in a way it's like i you know i'm more american than i am chinese in most cases and i think a lot of it has to do with that but i think a lot of it has to do with just i love eating american food you know so like the cafeteria food to me was kind of like the utopia. I mean, I don't know how, how was it for you? I'm sure it was like all normal stuff for you. Like how did they handle the school lunches in, in your area growing up? Mostly I brought, I brought my food to lunch, uh, my food, mm, to, food okay. to school. You were a baggage, you were a baggage kid then, right? Bag yeah, I was, I was kid. in the beginning, but I feel like as time went on, you know, my, my mom probably was like, oh man, we gotta keep buying stuff and thinking about what he's going to bring to school. Just give him a dollar <laughs> 15 and he's good. And, and so I remember, you know, whenever in the beginning when I got that, you know, whatever, I think it's like, a, I think it was like a dollar, fifteen dollar, twenty five. And I remember going up to 10 cents. My mom was like, oh, my God, it's up 10 more cents. Come <laughs> on with this. But, yeah, you know, we had the pizza. I remember BLT days when we, we bought school what? lunch was a weird. Yeah. OK, you had fancy items. That, no, right I'm gonna, I was going to say that's like the that's it's literally this huge hunk of bread, like literally a huge <laughs> hunk of bread and like two pieces of crispy, crispy, like you could just tap on it and it just disintegrates into dust. <laughs> bacon <laughs> like super overcooked bacon <laughs> yeah well you know they they, they they cook it by the tray you know the, for the entire school and then you know a piece of old like white white lettuce pretty much and and a slab of freaking mayonnaise i mean like this was not a dollar 15 worth of food is there supposed opinion. to be tomato in that sandwich somewhere uh uh yeah 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 there yeah, tomato. This, this, the fact that you're not remembering probably, the tomato is not I, I, telling me i don't know if the tomato is in then i'm trying to like visualize it probably was but you know when you're a kid you probably took it out you know you're like ah oh, more vegetables <laughs> yeah screw that tomato yeah yeah but uh but no school lunches i remember when, when most of the time i took you know cold cut sandwiches and hmm. so we brought uh turkey and eventually i think i settled on olive loaf do you ever have olive loaf Oh God, no! I see that stuff now, and it freaks me out. Like I, I don't understand. I mean, I understand what it is, but just it, you know, it, there's like always bad connotation when you hear people, you know, talk about it or mention loaves. all of those. So I've just kind of associated that bad, you know, <laughs> those bad tastes and feelings with that. So I don't. I've probably had it, but and not realized it. But I don't go out of my way to to buy some olive. Loaf, I feel like sure. the only way they get the olives in there is if that meat was liquefied at some point, right? There's no, <laughs> there's no other way for those olives to you get, get in liquefied there. meat throw olives and wait till it congeals and solidifies i mean I'm, I've, I've never actually thought about it, but i'm thinking that's the only way you could get like a substance like that within meat right it has to be I, liquefied. I don't want to really know how they do now. it was so weird it's weird that you mentioned it, just to diverge a little bit i'm watching this uh, the show on netflix uh one of these documentaries it's like this um it's like this taste of asia kind of show or whatever and it's and it's it's really cool it's like a it's like tw 12 was it like 15 episodes really really short like 10 to like 12 minutes long and each episode focuses on like a very specific dish in this region in China called uh, Shao Song, I think Chao Song. I'm probably messing up the name. I'm like very bad Asian. But that's how Americanized it's, it's a, you are. <laughs> exactly. That's how it. But the show is really cool because they talk about, you know, how they these specialty dishes, right? And how it's like really they like really dive deep into like the preparation, the history of the food, and they have these super high def cameras doing a bunch of slow motion shots showing the food, you know, rolling around getting prepared. And there was this one episode where they were making um this this they have this thing that's very common in asia where it's like uh, meatballs and fish balls it's kind of like these uh these bouncy springy like mushes of ball that are like rolled up and then boiled mm, and then they throw them in soups and things like it really is good until you watch that episode and you see how they make it i mean it's just like it's i get the idea right like they basically just pound fish flesh or like like meat until it like basically becomes this paste right and then they add water and they kind of roll it around and i mean i understood that that's how they made it in the past but seeing yeah. how they're making it now i'm like okay i may have to take a break from <laughs> fish ball soup for a while so when you talk about like this meatloaf and house because i think when like you know now when i'm older and i try to you know appreciate the food that's around and like you know delve into things that aren't good like i think i've gone into fancy 
delis and olive loaf is like a premium thing there so it can't be that bad right <laughs> probably i don't i don't it's all right i mean i feel like i guess maybe it's better liquefied meat at that point right like they, you gotta improve the uh the components but also I gotta, I remember <laughs> the pimento pim- i don't even know what the base component is in all in a lot i forget so. i think it's some sort of a hammy no I actually have we no, can't be ham. No. no, what is it? I actually don't know. But I remember like when getting you start it. Getting a lot. into anything outside of bologna and salami, which are like the two base meats that I grew up with, everything becomes a little weird to me. Like when you get to like mortadello, like I don't know what they yeah. make that way. It could be kidney meat for all I care about. You know what I mean? It's like, and I you know it tastes a little odd, but some of it tastes good, and it's just like you never know what you're getting. So, so cold cold cut sandwiches was your was your uh, your preference then as a kid? Not your preference, but that was what the that was what the folks handed out to you in the bag. What what else was packed in there? Did you get the goodies now and then did you get you know did you get a treat did they throw toys and snacks in there like gummy gummy treat like that those are the and like the ancillary things that i always enjoyed watching yeah. other people and they opened up their lunches did you get any of that good stuff you know what i one big thing that i'm thinking i haven't thought of like i don't prepare for these episodes like we we, we decide on a topic and then we just kind of go because the more you think about it you know it's kind of like the fun i think is trying to like figure it out yeah. and uh i'm just thinking i think fruit roll-ups was a big thing you ever have fruit roll-ups oh, back then yes yes fruit they're so terrible terrible for you but my god they were so good i mean as a kid that is i mean you're really talking about just one gigantic piece of candy right i mean it's exactly I mean, what it is you, i mean you got to tell me, okay so what was your what was your your uh ingest ingestation ingestation method no it was that ingestion method for approval so what was your process if you didn't roll it up into the biggest ball there you go <laughs> you're doing it wrong yep, i mean that's the way to do it <laughs> well but then they came out with the ones where actually there were shapes like kind of like perforated cut out and then oh pull i the hated those out. so much i felt like little took balls. away from the balling up process you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> well it is they're stealing fruit roll up from us at that point right because they're like you know they make the little yeah. holes in there yeah you're cutting the shape out and then that little minuscule millimeter of cut edge you know that's that's extra fruit roll up but then again they perfected it when that fruit by the foot came out i think like they realized you know, what people st- wanted but i still feel fruit by the foot like one it's too easy to roll up because you know it's essentially rolled up i mean you got to unroll it and then roll it back up into a ball but you can't quite get that that full ball on shape you know what i mean like you can kind of mash it around into a ball but it sort of resists that you know when you're trying to reshape it into just the solid ball that you're yeah. talking about from the original well, it's all it's all that it's all that garbage they put in there you know whatever the ingredients <laughs> are to make it flatten Hard. My fear now is that they're probably because you know how everything's trying to be more healthy and less sugary and high fructose. Like yeah. you know, the, the, that was the way we enjoyed well, it, right? But we'd I, like I to fear think now we that. Well, I fear now that if you go buy like a, a decent kids fruit roll up now, like it probably <laughs> is not even malleable enough because it's not like real like high fructose sugar or anything. <laughs> can we can we just walk into a kids cla- cafeteria and be like, kids? Back when we were younger, we got real crap. <laughs> this is too healthy. If you can't ball this up and it sticks in one form, yeah, just throw that away. If your if your fillings, and I'm assuming kids have fillings, you know, at the age that we had, I don't remember now. But if your fillings aren't at least like getting loosened up by that ball, you're not. You're not. That ball is not compacted enough, guys. Exactly. No, it had to be. You had to minimize all the airspace in there, all the little compartments. You had to press it down. That's true. Well, I mean, I didn't take to rolling it too much. You know, kind of like dough, how you just would roll it around in your hands. You know, until it became like a like a nice sphere. You know, yeah. I, mean? I didn't go for the perfect sphere. And every now and then I would, but then you realize <laughs> it wasn't worth it because you just have so much gummy stuff on your hands at that point. You're like, wow, this like perfect sphere of fruit roll up is awesome, but my hands are sticky. You you were clearly not an. You were clearly not a, an artist with with clay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I couldn't even do that with the real the play doh they gave me. You know, back in grade school. But so it was always so fruit roll. It was a special. Like, did they? They didn't. They didn't go for like the combo, like sandwich plus chips and a fruit, and then you the, know, the you just roll. said the word combo, and I just thought of the combo. Do you ever combos? combos? I totally oh, forgot yeah. about that until like I'm oh. not joking. I haven't thought about that in like decades. Yeah, combos. you know what the. F- no, no. You know what the funny thing is? I went into a dollar store like uh, like a couple months ago, right? And it for like I swear I had not seen combos in the regular store for years. Yeah. Like, I thought maybe it just been gone. Or I haven't either. Was like defunct. But they are there. You can find combos. And the weird thing is, I found like another chip that also had been missing from like my aisle perusement like for years. Like you ever had those TGIF tater skin chips? 
I have no idea what you're okay, talking so, about. So there's a chain of restaurants called TGIS. It's called. Thank oh, oh, yeah. I'm like, a friend of the restaurant. I've never seen the chips, though, though. Yeah. So they made like some uh, they made like potato. They made like some of their products. And, and if you go into the, like the freezer, you'll still see some like you'll see TGIF tater skins or TGIF, whatever the hell appetizers they sell. Right. But they used to make like these uh, bags of potatoes. They were branded TGIF. And they're really delicious, like super salty, like totally unhealthy, like really bad for you. But like, I swear, I hadn't, I hadn't seen forever. And I remember snacking on those a lot as a kid. And it's like one of those things now where you try to seek out you know like a lot of these foods and you find that they're all different like cereal is a big thing where we oh, know yeah. they they change so much of the formula but yeah. i went to the dollar store i saw those like oh those can't be the same thing right i bought those things for a dollar grabbed like 10 bags tasted exactly <laughs> the same i couldn't believe it you didn't want to test out one before you <laughs> no, bought the other no. nine? to me you know because me i look at them like that looks exactly like the bag i remember even though i'm buying it from this very very suspect dollar it, store it brand, might be 20 years old you know <laughs> Hey, you know what? It tasted the same. So obviously, you know the the food preparation methods are last test or you know lasting the tides of time here. <laughs> I just tried the the most amazing thing. I'm talking about this because Bovine mentioned recently that he's had Lucky Charms Rice Krispie treats, where instead of having Rice Krispies, you put Lucky Charms. <laughs> this is what I had uh, yesterday, I believe. Imagine instead of Rice Krispie treats or Lucky Charms, you use the marshmallow, but you crumble up potato chips. Now you might gag uh. at the thought. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's this. I thought so too. It's the savory. The salt is so no. good. No, man, I'm telling you. I am telling you. I am not steering you wrong on this. Is this like a completed product I can buy, or do I have to make this? You got to make this. It's. I, no. I, I'm not joking. Yeah. You. Someone is gonna. No. Someone's gonna package this, right? I, I guarantee it. In the uh, in the next like three or four years, it's gonna be. Are a we thing. talking like Lay's potato chips? We're like talking like whatever you want to put in it. Whatever potato chips you want to put in it, you can do. Probably it would be better with like, uh, with like thicker ridges, probably. Uh-huh. But like ruffles or something. Yeah, like that? yeah, ruffles. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't think of it. Probably not. So Pringles. what is it? What is the end form? Is it just like a uh, like a ball of like? No, you make like, like a, you make like a sheet like you would a Rice Krispies, you know, in a, in oh, like, like a like pan. Oh, like Rice Krispies. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. You make huh. it exactly the same, except instead of Rice Krispies, you you crumble up. I'm telling you, it's I don't know. so good. Sometimes. Sometimes I think about the savory plus sweet thing. And I know in, in general, like especially when you're older, like I think as kids, it's tougher to stomach those kind of things oh, jammed for sure together. Is, for sure you know is. what I mean? Yeah, as yeah. you're older, like, oh, okay, it makes sense now. I can eat, you know, salt with watermelon or some crazy combination that <laughs> no, you would have avoided no, like nuts no. as a kid. Right? No, don't do that. Or salt and vinegar chips. Like, I still hate salt and vinegar chips. Salt I think it's a and nasty watermelon. Where but, you know, your... salt and watermelon is one of those things, right? Where you saw adults doing it as a kid. You're like, what the hell is I've going on I've never saw anybody there? doing that. that you never seen that? Is that a okay, Chinese try... thing? <laughs> no, it's not. This is like a southern thing, I think. Wow. No. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just something where they, they're they altering the taste, right? Or, like, like I, I don't know. I don't personally know why you would be doing it. Like, I, I've tried it. I think it's awful. But, you know, I see people doing it. But, like, I think it's one of those, like, savory and sweet things. But it's, there's very there's, there has to be very, very very distinct combinations that need like chicken and waffles like to me makes perfect sense oh, right so even good. though i would have never eaten fried chicken with like syrup poured over it as a kid or anything like yeah. that but now oh, that's beautiful but that combination uh, i'm I have to think about that one <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious dude if you see it at, at work pick it up i I was barely able to get over the lucky charms as as a rice krispie treat so yeah it's gonna take me time to step up to that next level (laughs) what about you what was the pack in with your lunch if uh if you did not buy it yeah i was gonna say the funny thing was is that you know since they knew i was gonna be fed pretty much every day i went to school they're like okay we don't have to worry about but then some days like if i went on a field trip i know going on a field trip was a very specific thing because obviously i wouldn't be at school and wouldn't have like the the meal or whatever Mm -hmm. and in most cases you know they give you the field trip for your parents to say okay we are going to you know like a i don't know museum somewhere right today so you will have to pack your kid a lunch and i don't know whether like the idea of packing lunch was just so foreign to my parents that they almost they didn't know what to bring like take me like give to me right like what do we do do we like fry up some rice put it in a container and what we do about a container like there's all these logistics problems right so in the end like i think i don't think they asked me but i think what and i always remember this because almost every time i went on a field trip as a kid i got the exact same thing it was a sandwich it was a fried egg sandwich but it was like a more like a hmm. scrambled egg sheet you know like not loose like scrambled egg yeah. kind of like a kind of like an omelet but breaking up the yolk i don't know it was like i don't it must be some like asian specialty because i'd never seen anyone eat that right but you know it was always like this sandwich and it was like a triple it was like it was like two pieces of regular you know wonder bread that were toasted and then they would have this multi-layered level like patty of eggs that were fried and they jam it together. Now, the thing mm. was, is that they would wrap it together and they would wrap it up in aluminum foil. 
Not, but the problem was that every time I busted that sandwich out to eat, you know, at whatever <laughs> field trip, it was always like super cold and mashed up. I, I like it was. I don't know what it is because I thought the foil. I, I think maybe what it was is that they wrapped that thing up so immediate, like so quickly once they prepared it. Mm-hmm. Like they would toast the bread, get the egg in there, and then wrap it up in foil that it would condense. It yeah, would be, there would be so much condensation. So oh, by the yeah. time I opened it up, like four hours later, it was completely soggy. like soggy and cold. Yeah. But it was one of those things that I enjoyed. You know, on those field trips as a kid, it was like a kid. It was like because it was like almost like the only time I ever made it. Because every time they would, I would ask them to make it at home, it would be fresh, so it wouldn't taste the same. It's almost right. like I got used to that cold. Dense sandwich thing and i can't replicate it for the life of me like these days like i i tried to like make it a couple of years ago to get that same <laughs> the like field trip, combination the field trip of special. T- yeah the field trips man and you know the funny thing was it was only ever the sandwich nothing else in that bag <laughs> it was that was it. it was just like a big <laughs> you got the protein sandwich. you got the bread yeah they're like you're good enough you don't need anything else and honestly they wouldn't have had anything you know to throw in there for me on the side or anything like that anyway so it was just it was always it was always my mural i mean i got made fun of a couple times as a kid but i'm like you know what i'm enjoying the sandwich I don't care. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, yeah, too, it's, it's too bad that you can't figure out the formula, though, because I'm sure that, like, you know, because taste and smell, I've noticed, like, as I get older, I'll walk in, like, I used to have the biggest memories of Christmas by going mm-hmm. to my parents' basement, like, early in the morning in December when it's super cold, and the smell of, like, the wood of the basement and, like, the coldness of the basement, like, at that early morning, because, we, you know, we woke up four or five in the morning for Christmas, but that's, I don't know what it is, that smell of, like cold freezing and freezing basement like was just like the biggest like memory of christmas as a kid i don't know i don't know if you've ever had that like smells like bring back that for you no, I don't know. As like, an adult, you know, I, mean. I, I got to say, my parents were florists, and you know, I had to help them a lot out in the fields. They had a couple acres where they were like growing, you know, flowers in a wholesale rate because it, it's really different. Don't imagine like a flowery flower bed with like sun shining or anything. It was very, very cold and militarized the way they they the yeah. way they grew their flowers, and you know, and I'm pretty sure, like, I I mean, I never had uh, allergies growing up, probably because I was like growing up in the midst of a flower field, you know, twenty four seven as a kid. Mm. But like a lot of those <laughs> smells and things that I associate, it they have to be like super strong smells like for me to like even like spark any kind of like you know any type of uh, uh like memories you know what i mean like like things when you talk about like food like it, it like in my house it was like you you always got the smells of gourmet chinese food being cooked right mm-hmm. so I, I i guess that i associate with almost everything in my life which is probably why i'm like a huge foodie kind of person now right like those were everything those were everything that was associated because everything else outside of the good food being cooked at home was always like chemical fertilizers or like you know <laughs> way too many flowers blooming at once or like they had this process where they would like steam heat tr- heat treat the the dirt the soil right mm. it was like a way to shove a bunch of like chemicals and nutrients in the in the dirt to be able to like you know uh, uh, quickly grow like the next uh, generation of flowers wow. and they were always horrible smells like, and, but that's what i associate almost everything with you know like something to do with like growing pr- plants in, in a very rapid fashion and there's not a lot of good smells associated with that kind of stuff so i don't get a lot of those things sparked back from memories like i always have to you know i always have to refer to some other thing like you know my own actual memories so i don't get too many things that like get sparked that way interesting unfortunately yeah <clears throat> now did you have i know at my school when we brought lunch you know, we went through the lunch you know the cafeteria the kitchen sorry got the food and then we went to the cafeteria sat down and there was actually a separate you know lunch employee staff you know cafeteria staff employee like at a table selling snacks did you guys have that too no oh man oh my god i would have yeah. loved that i mean i don't think it was until middle school where you know and by middle school it was a completely different setup but like in the elementary school it was exactly like you said you know file in get your tray get your food sit in the you know areas marked for either your class or your grade and, and that was it we didn't get anything additional on top wow. of that but i feel like my school was a little more on the low end in terms of getting like funding or i mean it was it was kind well, of like making money off bad, this though like, i'm sure they make money off the like i wonder if the food is like a source of revenue do you think they just cover costs at the uh for that no i i think in my at least the elementary school that i grew up in I, you could tell it was like bottom of the barrel government issue you know <laughs> low end you know like the most basic like like i gotta tell you like their pizza even though it was kind of like my first like introduction to what pizza was right like, really you know it was at the school cafeteria and it was oh just to try to remember how awful it was like i remember it looking very distinct it was always like a rectangle Right, it was like a, Sicilian. It's a, it was a Sicilian. rectangle of pizza. Yeah, Sicilian <laughs> style. I get they never marked it, marketed it as Sicilian, but it was like this cart. It was like this, you know, rectangular piece of of mm-hmm. pizza. The bread or dough or whatever you want to call that material they used for the base, it was not any of those things. Like it was some form of something edible, I'm sure, but it was like the 
spongiest, weirdest textured bread ever. Hmm. Like it was, it was un- kind of weird to me. And I, I've yet to see like any other pizza that's made that way. <laughs> and then you would have some type of you know red sauce on top and then cheese. And they would always have these pepperoni squares. They were cubes, pepperoni like, tiny, squares? tiny little pepperonis. They were like pepperoni cubes. It's kind of like if you took a big block of pepperoni or like a like a real piece yeah. of pepperoni and then just diced it up oh, in like the okay, smallest okay. cubes. And that was kind of like what, that was like the main topic. And that was like how I remember being pizza. And I loved pizza days, you know, at the cafeteria. And it was always weird, right? Because you would always see, I, I don't know if they did this at your school when you were growing up, but they, they would post the menu of what you saw for the week kind of a thing, yeah. right? Like this well, we got We got it for the month. We got a calendar every get... month with the entire month. Oh, was yeah. it a month? Like, I think for, as a kid for me, and the weird thing was like, <laughs> like I told you last episode, like, like we didn't get mail a lot in my place because it was in a situation in a very bad, in a way. So I don't, whatever, if they, if they did send a preview of the food, I never got that. Uh, that's why I was kind of, I would always be excited on a Monday, like lunchtime, because Monday would be a kind of a mystery surprise for me. I didn't know what was coming and I didn't see what, I didn't see the, the week's worth of food until lunchtime on Monday. So that would be surprised on Monday, but then it would be pleasantly, you know, I could then plan for what was going to be coming Tuesday through Friday. So that's how they did it at our place. But like the pizza to me sticks out so much in my head because I knew I loved it as a kid, but if you probably gave me a slice of that rectangle pizza today, I probably wouldn't touch it. It just, it looks horrific. <laughs> trying to go back and like, remember. I what wish it was. we had like the forethought. And I mean, no kid in their right mind would do this to like, cause I'll take it home and freeze it. And I mean, it sounds like this, the dumbest idea in the world, but we had pizza bagels and that actually, and I, I don't think I was allowed to even take the food. I think like it was one of those things where you either ate it and you were done or whatever you let, like they threw, you had to throw it away there. Really? Like, there was like an actual like written chair. Like you rule couldn't somewhere? take the food. Oh yeah. 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 What? Oh yeah. It was one of those things. It was kind of like, okay. Clear your plate well, off now or, I'm, you know, don't, now I'm pretty yeah. sure they wanted to hide the fact that they were serving like poison to you guys from the parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause if their parents would have yeah. seen that kind of food coming back home. I, yeah. They're like calling the well, state. I don't understand why they would do that. That's, I mean, no kid's gonna do it. Right. But to make it a rule I, mean, I it was probably I, my guess would be one of two things one it was maybe to ensure that the kids ate their that's true of, yeah make sure know, they eat it calories yeah. in a day and then secondly not to have food in the class to like that, throw yeah. it around or like I mean, maybe that rule existed outside. but i don't remember anyone ever mentioning it quite i mean because you ever had lunch boxes too like you could have had a lunch box in your backpack and or wherever you know like holding it no one would have been like why you got that lunch box let me check to make sure there's no school food in there <laughs> Well, the other thing, now that you mentioned that part, I remember that the kids who would bring their own lunch, and there was a percentage, it was a very small percentage, because I think most of the people in this, because my elementary school serviced like a lot of lower income families. So like it was like 90% everyone taking the free food, you know, oh, from okay. the government or whatever it was. But there was a very, very select, you know, small group of kids who would bring their own lunch, but they had to sit completely separate. What? Like they could not sit amongst the kids who well, were getting even yeah, more like positive food, poison. You know I mean? Like they didn't want to contaminate. <laughs> no, I know. I, I'm really questioning my, my nutritionist. <laughs> a kid now <laughs> it's answering a lot of questions i'm trying to think back to like what like you know i talked about these ancillary side dishes and things that they would give like i can't even remember like i know they would give you the carton of milk yeah. right it was like the really short one and you'd get regular milk most of the time but it'd be chocolate milk on some days but we never got a chance to, uh, i think there was maybe a choice of juice maybe i don't know i always end up getting chocolate milk and then i think whatever juice there was no soda back no. then i think they give you like a piece of fruit and you know i think with each of the meals there was like it's like a side like fries or tater tots like tater tots i specifically remember yeah. like that was like a oh, big yeah. thing they would give with like half the food and i'm pretty sure that's where i developed my my affinity for because i love tater you know tots what today, i actually you know, remember though i don't know about you but i remember the tater tots from school pretty fondly thinking about it now like they were nice and moist yeah, yeah. i mean maybe even that was like the yeah, highlight you know for sure I mean? they were <laughs> Because I'm sure they would give you like a big dollop of ketchup, you know, sugar, like full ketchup to be able to dunk dunk those into. So, and I'm and I remember, I do remember thinking the same way fondly of tater tots. Yeah, so. no doubt. No, well, the thing about that I remember fondly about, like I said, even if you brought your lunch in, you had like the snack lady. Like, yeah, that's, that's what they call it. We call it the snack lady. Man, I'm just thinking of this now. And uh, I remember the prices vividly. Now I'm thinking. Now I remember the prices. There's no chance they made money on this. It was five dollars for a pretzel rod, and it was like a long pretzel rod. It was. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, five cents. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, what the hell? I was uh, like, I, I can't, I can go down the street and get like a dollar pretzel rod. <laughs> what kind of fancy ass school did you go five to? Five cents, sorry, five cents. Okay, okay, Fif- five, okay 15 geez. cents for a cookie. And like, these cookies were big. Like, they're bigger than your hand. Like, they were like those big, like, like soft cookies. So, 
So this was like a side thing that you could buy yes. additional items with, or like was it a completely optional? It was, or was it part no, of the it was, line it was out. It was in the cafeteria itself. Like you went out of the kitchen with your lunch if you bought it, and then the kids who bought lunch or brought lunch could go to the snack lady who is at like a, a pretty much a, a school desk in the corner of the lunchroom with a different like cash mm. register selling this okay. other stuff. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about now. See, at our in my school, what it was, it was near. Okay, it was nowhere near the lunch area. It was like completely separated, but it was open pretty much all during the school day. And it was like that. It was like a, a school. It was like the the student store. Uh, I think is what in they elementary it, school. Right? So the student store. Yeah, wow. this was in elementary school because my 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 elementary school went from uh, preschool, kindergarten, all the way till sixth. No, was it fifth grade? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it yeah, was, no, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was kindergarten you know, it was like, to sixth grade for me. So it's same thing. Yeah. Pretty, pretty normal. I think is what it was. So it was the student store and in there you could buy like, you know, notebooks and pencils and erasers wow. and stuff, but they also had like a huge assortment of like candies and things, candies, cookies, package, you know, drinks and things like that. So I do remember that, but that was like, it was not associated with lunchtime. And in fact, if I remember correctly, it was closed during lunch. So you had to buy the stuff either before oh, right. or after lunch. So that, that, I think that may be what you were probably, we're probably describing the same thing. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't have a school formats, store for sure. We were not. I, I would. I would consider that fancy. Actually, having a store. <laughs> Everything there was pretty overpriced, though. I th- or it was either MSRP or overpriced. I think it was something where they were like making yeah. extra money on top with all. Well, those I don't. I, mean, I don't blame them. Honestly, they're providing a service. But no, the, these snacks were definitely like affordable. And I'm trying to think what else they had. I can't think of what else. I would have bought my entire lunch comprised of those. Seriously, cheap items well, you know, when you're a kid, that 15 cents, <laughs> you know, it's hard to come by 15 cents no, when you're, true, you know, whatever, seven, eight years old, however it is. But I, but I remember that really fondly. Those those cookies were so good. And when I think back on it, they were pretty like cardboardy tasting. But when you're, you know, when you're a kid, and you're, you know, you bring home lunch from home, and you know, all the other cool kids got their lunch. You know, you were. I feel like you were considered like cool or like not, you know. I mean, with, not well, poor. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, maybe some. I think that was the connotation I don't want to say we got in our school. That was the I vibe. Mean, we were poor. It's like the prison inmates, and then like the. Although, the unless white you brought your lunch and you had that Lunchables, the Lunchables kids, you know, those kids had some money. Oh no, 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 no! Lunchables to me was not a thing until like middle school, dude. I did not That's, even see. I did not get a sniff of anything Lunchables when I was in elementary school. That was like a foreign thing, completely. Yeah, I think we have like three years point. difference. I think, I think, yeah, I remember like more of fourth, fifth, sixth grade. The Lunchables. <laughs> was more of a thing but uh, i never had a, you ever have lunchables i never had a lunchable in my life you know i tried to have one a couple uh, this was a while ago but i remember thinking wow i've never had a lunch this was must this must have been when i first like was living on my own right in my own place and then you go to the grocery store and you buy all kinds of like worthless crap to try for the first time and one of those thoughts to me was like oh wow look a lunchable i never had this thing as a kid let me try one so i'm pretty sure i bought one and it was it must have been the worst thing i ever eaten like i couldn't believe that that's what they gave to kids like even then and now i mean this was like when i was like in my 20s like 15 20 years ago and I'm thinking to myself, who in their right mind would make would have their kid eat this stuff? Like, I think the one I got was it must have been like the faux pizza. Like, I think you get like li- what looks like little Ritz crackers, and then like some tube of like red paste, yeah. and then cheese, possibly even meat on it top cold. of it. Oh, there's a way to horrible. heat it up, right? I, yeah, and it's you eat it cold, and that was the thing that threw me off. I'm like. How the hell? Oh, it was horrible. And I I couldn't even finish it. I think it was just so terrible. And I'll usually eat most garbage, but that I could not, I could not force well, myself. Well, also, like, I remember the, the, the regular I, ones were like cracker based. It's like, even though it's meat and cheese, it's like, I don't eat sandwiches with a cracker. I feel like you're like having an appetizer <laughs> at that point. And that's just it, right? It's not like you got miniature pieces of bread, right? Yeah. It was like, here, just they threw in crackers and they, get, they give you the idea of a sandwich. It just, uh, I don't know. To me, and even now when I look at like that, when I go to the grocery store and I just, I, I look at them, I'm like, they still look terrible to me. Like none of those things look appetizing in any way. And I don't know how any kids, because I remember the commercials for those things. Like, oh, they yeah. pumped those things pretty hard. They made them look delicious. They did. And that's right? why when some kid walked in with you, like, oh, damn, he's got the Lunchable. Like his parents love him. <laughs> Little do we know the dark, like the dark side. That's true. That he I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember him, them eating it, but I remember like seeing it. So maybe they didn't eat it. I don't know. <laughs> they just brought it in for the street. Credit, <laughs> they kept that packaging, the, the, the cardboard. <laughs> it's like, wow, here he goes. He's about to peel back the, he's about to peel back the film. Everyone watch. And then you realize you never ate any of this. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like warm, probably moldy. You don't get the Lunchables for your kids or anything like that. You're pretty sensible of what, what you pack for them. I'm assuming. 
Uh, yeah. Well, no. Right now, right now, my son, all he wants is jam sandwiches. Oh, really? Because you know, it's we're, we're you know, it's very the the rule of school is no peanuts, no peanut butter, yeah, no yeah, peanut. Like anything. Peanuts are like banned everywhere now, man. For exactly, exactly. So, but but so we try to send him with cold cuts. You know, we give him nice turkey. You know, maybe some ah. maybe some aioli or something on the turkey. No, giving him the he old wants, second generation brunch lunch, man. <laughs> no, he wants. Jam sandwiches. This kid like wait, wait, wait. will get angry. Jam if and we don't. S- oh wait, not jam with meat though, right? You're, you're talking about just jam. No, just jam. No he peanut not butter, eat- huh? Well, no, well, we can't send the peanut butter, but we try to send him the cold cuts in lieu of all that. Kid and loves he his jam, jam, I guess. <laughs> or another parent has told us that their kid eats the jam sandwich. So obviously, they're in cahoots. Like they like talk to each other. Like, <laughs> they're just, Listen, they're, you just ask for jam it's sandwich. The currency of the, the lunch. It's the currency of the lunchroom, man. I'm sure. <laughs> well, did you have that? Did you have that in school? Where like you know, you, like there was a ranking of what was. I mean, I guess you you got food from the lunch from the uh, from the cafeteria. Yeah, so. I, I guess that normalized it out. So there wasn't the bullies running around, you know, trying to like hoard up all the like tater tots or anything like that, like you see in like some movies and stuff. Which I'm very yeah. happy for. Right? I would have been a very, I would have <laughs> been very intimidated by that. But I don't, there was no ranking. Like that, like there wasn't anything where like people were like you know going after like oh you can eat that you can eat that kind of thing. Like, I think most kids, at least from what I remember and from what I remember, it wasn't a huge deal. Like no one tried to steal your food, and you know some people would oh you're gonna finish because they never give it. I think they never gave anything good enough to warrant asking that they didn't already have right. <laughs> man, man, every now yeah. and then you'd have a kid who maybe really really loved. Have you thoughts. seen Orange Is the New Black? No, I haven't I seen know. that yet. I haven't seen that show. <laughs> <laughs> but that is prison. Come on now. <laughs> now <laughs> I, I know, I know what we're describing pretty much sounds like child prison, but. It's Still, I, I, there wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. There, of all the, th- and funny enough, in my school, like everything else was roughhouse. Like, like there was like fear of bullies and everything. Like every other time, but lunchtime was very calm. Like there was very, you know, you had the occasional food fight. It was the truce. It was the yeah. Num- yeah. It was the Everyone knew section. that here's like now's the time to recharge and you know draw you know make sure all the neutral lines are you know there and everyone recognizes. Yeah, ceasefire. So no, it was never anything like that. Would you, did you have anything like that? Someone roughing you, roughing you up for chocolate milk? No, but I remember. You know what? What was like the current? Not the currency, but like the hot item i don't know why warheads like those sour candies oh yeah like when someone brought warheads in the, in the school it's like oh damn we gotta like i gotta trade you for this like you know like everyone wanted the warheads i don't know what it was about them though because they, they're not they don't provide like, they don't fill your stomach up they you know they the sour flavor for about you know 0. 0.2 seconds like <laughs> I think it was just the novelty of having a candy. So, like, when a kid brought it, Warheads were like, oh, that yeah, was Yeah, see, and, and in our school, like I said, like, there was always the student store. If you really, like, felt like you needed, like, some type of extra, extra ordinary candy or anything like that, like, you just went and bought it, you know? And, and, and even for most kids, right? Like, it was probably affordable enough that most were like, oh, okay, this is a good place to, you know, like, stock up on candy, essentially. So, yeah, nothing yeah. nothing I ever felt threatened for. I mean, I got threatened for a ton <laughs> of other stuff at that school growing up. We can talk about that another time. But, like, the food thing was very, very calm, which I guess is a good thing, you know, I didn't develop any food phobias or anything. <laughs> like if someone brings like a tray of ta- you know tater tots and I like duck and cover under a chair or anything like that. Uh, you might want to go back to your school and see if those uh, people who prepared the food when you were young are still there. Duh, Maybe ask what, the, what went into that pizza. Have you, I don't know. Ha- have you ever tried doing that? Have you ever tried going back to like your elementary school? Or no. No. I, I remember. I remember. Like, what was it? This must have been one of the. Like, I think it was in. Bet- like, I was about to stop working at one job and move to another. So I was getting into those stupid existential like kind of like revisiting. Areas in my mind where I like kind of yeah. like harken back to all the mistakes I made and everything. So like, I found my way back to my elementary school at one point. And I remember walking around that it was just it was just so foreign to me. Like on one hand, they didn't change much of the school, which was surprising to me. Well, I mean, not too much, because again, it was in a lower economic area, you know, but just walking yep. around in it, like I could not, everything felt so strange. I mean, and it just, every literally everything felt so much smaller to me. And you know what I mean? It was an elementary well, of school. Of course, you're that. bigger now. You yeah. Know? But then it's like, you know, it's like if I walked into my great, my middle school or my high school right now, it's like, I wouldn't feel like that, but something about the elementary school specifically, and probably like you're saying, like the scale and size of everything is off, but I could not recognize anything. And I felt like I was intruding. Honestly, I thought the cops were going to be called any minute and say like, what is this dude doing around walking around <laughs> so i just i you know i had to get out of there and i was just like this feels so weird and it wasn't even like schools in session i wasn't like creeping around when there was like school oh, okay. in session. i was going like on a well week. no i was wondering if you saw anybody that you know i, I feel like it would be weird to see a teacher that you had that's we what talk i was kind of hoping another for. Another i went there too. with the intent of 
maybe trying to like you know stir up some conversation with someone and maybe have them tell me oh you did good kid kind of a thing you know but that was not there <laughs> looking maybe, for that validation yeah, yeah i'll need to go back later i think in a couple years for that so but i know you so you never tried that huh you never tried going back to the old no i moments. mean i was in i was in uh boy scouts and we had and our meetings were at our elementary school so i went to my elementary school up until when i was like 18 you know oh okay, okay. Boy scouts. so like i had been there well after i went to junior high school and then high school so i i had you know traveled those grounds enough and since leaving when i was 18 you know i'm not like you know i'm 30 whatever six now so mm-hmm. i mean like i haven't had the desire to go back cause yeah because you're not like even like from, in the area anymore right like from well exactly to exactly i mean like yeah and i mean i might go back there in the future but i mean i'm not gonna be like breaking in trying to like you know, live <laughs> any memories or anything yeah for me it's pretty easy i can go to my elementary my middle and my high school like within like an uh, 45 minutes from where i live now <laughs> which probably means i should probably get my ass moving up and around <laughs> and get out of this area but. <laughs> oh yeah you have traveled outside of that vicinity right no i have i have definitely have. i just i end up i just ended up near there yeah it's funny where i work now is literally like down the street from my high school so (laughs) that's crazy yeah it's kind of wrapped all the way around uh so yeah i mean that you know i think for school like we can actually come back to this topic another time because we you know i think with when middle school and high school comes out like it became a completely different ball game for me too so but we can oh for sure we can table that and come back to it so we can jump on to our next topic which we're we're, you know we try to cover multi-topic from episode but sometimes if we just enjoy the conversation we may just stick on something so any of you guys out there who remember any of your lunchtime school foods or anything you know let us know we definitely would love to hear about it just bring it up in our streams and i'm sure we'll waste about 45 minutes of stream time (laughs) at least at least yeah so i mean what do we have our next topic i mean we wanted to try to cover like a movie in that era and i there was one that i guess you pulled this up and i don't know where this came from from the depths of your of your head here but the karate kid part one right is that that i think it's i think it's because of that that youtube series oh have you watched okay so so where where's your history with karate kid i mean start from the beginning were you you, i have seen the first one and the second one (laughs) you seen the first and the second one only First and second, I've not seen the third one. I've not mm. seen the next Karate Kid, and I've not seen. There's the, another one uh, even after that. Yeah, I think there's five yeah, total, I've, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I've only seen the first two. I mean, and I and I've seen half of this the 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 YouTube first season. I think is there a second season out? Yeah, uh, second season is about to be st- uh, is going to be starting soon here. Okay, okay, yeah. So I haven't seen, I haven't finished that. But what I love about '80s movies, my favorite '80s movies, is I feel like I can put one of them on and just like be transported back into that time right like i'm a very nostalgic person i wish we could just live in the 80s all the time here's the and question like, though, when i watch are it, you being transported to the time where you were living at the time of the movie or are you transporting yourself into the movie time you know what i mean well i'm i'm trans <laughs> i mean like cause i have i didn't see the first karate kid movie probably until the 90s right oh, okay, so okay. i didn't i didn't actually see it when it first came out um but but like i have very fond memories about the 80s you know when i was growing up because I, I i was in 89 i was seven right so i have very specific memories about the 80s as a young kid and i like to think back on that time you know like i remember like going to kids house and what we played what we watched on television and so like it's, it's nice to be reminded of that time and you know when you watch older movies you know like they have some of the same toys and they have some of the same like posters and stuff and like you know they had some of the same lingo so it's kind of like fun to watch old movies and be reminded of that time and i mean the karate kid takes place more in your neck of the woods over in california so it's kind of it's kind of different in that regard for me but like i just love everything about that movie the look of it the you know the music of it you know, especially uh, power not power of love what the hell Chicago Peter Cetera right the glory there we of go love. thank yeah, you come on glory of love I know man I'm sorry I'm I'm like I was drawn a, a quick blank and and just so you guys know like we said in the last episode we are not masters of anything of, of anything it's more of like a tongue in cheek title we are masters of trying to remember things back in the day exactly exactly nostalgia. there's no don't expect any research or like refreshing of the memories this is like an honest casual conversation that i'm sure anyone could strike up at any point in time i mean but, the funny uh, thing about karate kid though like like you're saying it takes you back and it lets you remember like your your place in life during that time when you watch the movie like for me it's weird like for me i take movies somewhat seriously even like as a kid i remember watching movies and i always always like transport my entire being and my state of thought like into the movie like i always tried to bring myself so much into the movie when i was watching them like wow. i really really took like 
I was way too much into movies. And even as a kid, like something like Karate Kid, like I just, I would put myself in that world of like Daniel, not necessarily be Daniel or anything like that, but just like to be part of the world that he's living in and trying to understand like everything around it. Like I really tried to compartmentalize it to, to like, I don't know what it was to give me like a better experience for the movie. Maybe my real kid life was just so dreary and like, like, you know, devoid of any type of real experiences that I would really try to encompass everything that was happening in those movies and just kind of like live that movie. And, and that would, and that is definitely one of those ones, like you were saying, it's just everything about that time period. It encapsulates very well, right? Like I, I think in the movie came out in what, like in the, probably in the late eighties, I would imagine right? mid to late eighties. I think it was like mid. Right. And, but then the time period within the movie is also around, I would imagine in the same time, I don't know exactly what the time period they were going for. Right. Cause you never know when the movies are going for exact dates or, but you can tell, yeah. right. Like they're just like, ah, let's just film it with everything we've got around us. It makes it a lot. Exactly. Yeah, I feel a lot of movies did that. They didn't try. There was not a lot of period timepiece movies in the mid to late eighties. I would think. No, it's just like, this is the time we're in it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's just I'm do it. Terminator go. comes to mind too. But like the thing about Karate Kid, it's like, don't you remember? Like I remember being so enamored by that movie because one it was weird right like like being asian as a kid you know it's like you know it was the funniest thing about being asian growing up and because i went to a school where it was 96 percent hispanic like four percent white and then me you know what i mean like that was the breakdown of the ethnicities so 101 percent. yeah that, whatever the math is I, I, you could tell my math teacher was a little bad but, but it was so weird because like karate kid was one of the things where like everyone just assumed like when they saw me I, like i didn't get made fun of a lot like it was a, it was a weird thing like the dynamics of growing up in a very low asian population in school like you would just think you know everyone was mean they picked on me it wasn't the case it was like it was weird because i had some people like defend me stand up for me that didn't even know me and then there were obviously the ones that would make fun of me because i was different but it never was like a really bad thing you know i mean like the bullying mm-hmm. stuff i was telling you like, we can talk about it another time like that was very minimal but one of the things that my god always was one of the things that bugged me though like everyone just assumed i knew how to, i knew karate because i was asian yeah. you know what I mean? it was just so irritating and i was like the most skinny like low weight like no movement kind of kid like it was like the farthest thing from a karate kid yeah. master or anything like that but that movie karate kid it was like that life that danielson had it was like i can almost envision like i wanted to be like him like i wanted to like learn karate and you know be heroic like him but my mm-hmm. god it's like if you've watched that movie recently you ever notice that in that entire movie he's not triumphant in anywhere in that movie except at the very end and even then he's doing it with like a broken knee <laughs> Yeah, it's but he, they definitely put him through the ringer. And I think I think that's more to make the success so sweet, right? You like, think it's that's like, what it is, though? But I don't know if it's intentional or not. But yeah, they. Do, I mean, he does have the little victories, right? He goes on the date, um, which no, but remember how good. that date ended? He got cha- isn't that the one where he got chased and trashed? <laughs> does he get chased and trashed after the date? I think that was after the date, right? <laughs> Damn. Well, yeah. Well, at least he got the but he got the date. The date is a, is a that, victory. But then he got messed up at the end. That's why he, it was like such a downer for him at the end of that date. Like he was, oh man, I'm the man. You know, I got the girl. And then he gets like totally. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because I remember looking up at the, his character in the movie and thinking, wow, he's really heroic and he's gonna come through in the end and all that. But then I watch it again, you know, now and I'm like, man, he's just getting tore up in every scene. <laughs> Well, it's fun. I wonder if if, if the, our ages, you know, play a role. You saw it when it first came out, or did you see it? Yeah, oh yeah, I saw it. I saw it. In front, well, probably not in the. I don't remember seeing that movie in theaters. Definitely when it first hit, you know, VHS. Got you know, picked it up at the at the video store. My dad would got it, or I picked it out and took it yeah. home to watch it because that's what I remember. I remember seeing it at home. But yeah, it's just something about that movie that in my mind I always remembered it like what you're saying where he was like you know he was the underdog who came out in the end and you know won everyone over at the end and and, and it did happen at the end in some ways right but i just i go back to it and it's like every scene where he's learning to fight or almost getting ready to fight or gets into like he's just getting beat every single time <laughs> it was funny to think about it that way though i never got beat up as a kid like not no? like physically I, I i got into like one altercation uh, where I got like physically harmed in a bad way, but I, it was not like someone that was like a rival of mine. It was kind of like we were fooling around, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but never, I never had like a bully like actually like threaten me in the uh, way that that movie does. And I wonder, I wonder, if that, I, I wonder if that gives a different slant on the movie for you. Then it probably, I mean, probably. I, I think I viewed the movie more as like fictitious. It didn't hit home to me as being. Oh, it didn't. I, it wasn't real to you, right? It was like exa- exactly, exactly, exactly. Ah. So I, that's why I was able to watch it without like. And I, and I, and I don't. I'm not sure if. They made that movie to like really connect with kids who were, you know, bullied. 
So I don't know if that was their their goal back the, then. I mean, that had to be at some point, right? I mean, the kid moves there to a new area, right? And then it's like he's the new stranger everywhere, and all the established like you know, cliques are there, kind of just bagging on him, and he has to like find this old man in solitude to get his way out of it. Did you have a Mr. Miyagi or someone that was closer to that role in your life? Oh, when I you wish. Were My God, didn't we all <laughs> I know. wish we had? That, a Mr. I think Miyagi? that's the one thing I walked away from that. I wish I had like some like sage man who'd give me a car and also tell me how to you know do something. That would have cool. been the best, right? I mean, it's just like that his his character, right? Their connection. I mean, that's that's the lasting thing in, in all of the movies yeah. that you really should take away from it. And it's too and I guess he's coming back for the second season. I, I, I saw think. that. He has a credit in it, and I mean, you know, he he passed away several years ago. So yeah, yeah, so obviously I, wasn't shot for this, but yeah. I hope it's done tastefully at least. You've seen half of the first season so far, right? What are yeah. your thoughts on it? The first couple episodes are good. You know, it kind of like builds up. And then once it gets to a certain point, it's kind of like a one note, one trick pony where it's kind of like we're just waiting for it to go somewhere else. You know, like it's kind of escalated to a point mm-hmm. and there doesn't seem to be any sign of it flip flopping. You know, like you know, one time you like Daniel, other time you like uh, what's his face? Um, uh, Billy? Cobra no. Kai. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like I feel like they're kind of like trying to make you decide who are you rooting for, you know, in this because, you know, you see Daniel and his problems at home, but you also see, you know, the other guy's problems at home. It's kind of like, you know, so I, I don't I don't really I'm sure the ending probably helps us clarify or maybe like does a better job at, at making yeah, you, you decide who you want to root for. Definitely you need to watch the rest of it. Like, I feel yeah. like yeah, in the middle, maybe it slowed down a little bit. Like it wasn't, it's not necessarily that it wasn't clear cut or it was trying to muddy, you know, the views like you were talking about. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, when it, it wraps up pretty well in the first, yeah I, yeah, I would definitely recommend you watch through it. Yeah, no, definitely will. But yeah, no, no, no Mr. Miyagi in my life, unfortunately. Didn't I never you? had like a real mentor, you know, like something like that. Like I know a lot of some kids, you, know, you hear about like, you know, like, oh, the, uh, their one teacher was someone they could always turn to and go to. Like, and I'm talking about real life now. Like I know people who yeah. actually had a teacher that they can go to and talk about with anything. And like, I don't, and I'm not saying that was an inappropriate relationship. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I wish I had, you know, I wish I would have had some teacher that I connected with on a level. And like, you know, cause I feel like that teachers would probably be, you know, Mr. Miyagi was a teacher, right? Like, I feel like a teacher is someone who's not in the family, who's, you know, not in your everyday life outside, you know, in the home or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a neighbor might be, but no, I never had any of that. And I, I, it, it would have been a cool thing to have, you know, someone that you outside of your parents, cause you know, sometimes you get just, you, you don't get along with your parents, right? And you want to be able to talk about something real or about your parents with somebody yeah, like else. A, like a cool uncle or something like that, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so I yeah, it's never kinda... had that either. I, I feel like a lot of those movies, you know, after, you know, I think movies that had that theme thematically about the about the person you can go. Like, you know, I was, what was I just watching the other night? I was watching Goodwill Hunting again, right? And that's another yeah. great example of just like that kind of mentor who you can, you know, turn to and just like reveal all of your, you know, all your thoughts and passions and everything that you just can't do anywhere else. Uh, I think with Mr. Miyagi, Karate Kid, Dan, like that was to me i mean that was obviously the lasting impression i get out of those movies and yeah. i don't know like it, you it made you try to identify like I, that probably was the first type of that kind of movie that i saw as a kid and then you know subsequently you know that whatever that whenever that theme you know brought itself up again like it was always kind of a big thing but i guess no i, I mean i guess star wars had it at some point right with obi-wan and yoda and that kind oh, of yeah. thing but you know this was more real obviously <laughs> so Slow on slightly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, actually, when I think about talking about lasting impressions of the movie, I think the lasting impression for me was I want to join karate, like I want to learn karate, and I, I don't, I'm not even saying <laughs> it to be funny. That I'm must have say, spawned eighty percent of the karate schools, right? Now, did you notice that? Because we're from different parts of the country. I'm from uh, the East Coast in New York, and Bovine's yeah. out in California, and I know there were a lot of dojos in New York, and I mean, I don't know. Oh no, there's uh, a ton. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just curious. But, you know, the funny thing is, I think here in uh, at least, you know, in the Bay, in the greater San Francisco Bay Area, like there's there seems to be more authentic places, I would say. And I'm mm-hmm. only going to say that in the sense that it was probably because, you know, some Asian person was running it as opposed to some white, you know, 40 year old white dude. Not right. to say that that you know totally Ill- illegitimizes it or anything like that. But I think there was enough already to begin with here. So I think when yeah. the movie came out, it just probably brought like a boon to those existing businesses. I'm sure some new ones cropped up, but it definitely filled out the classrooms of. Uh, of the ones that were here already so <laughs> when we're talking about it, i'm actually remembering i actually dressed up as a, a, a karate kid for halloween one year <laughs> now, i'm not even joking and did I, you and go I shoes to... did you go shoes or shoeless that's what i need to know though uh probably shoes i would shoes, not have okay. walked outside at whatever <laughs> man that's not seven. legitimate at all that's not authentic Come on, you gotta, <laughs> gotta go with the full ryu setup here man <laughs> no 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 <laughs> 
Not 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 with the pavement we had. The pa- I mean, you had the dirt road. We had a pavement <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, not good true. on the feet. So wait, wait. Did, did you um did you so did you did you ever partake in any karate classes at all? I did. I you did. did. I, okay, I, did. I I actually did. Like I and I'm thinking about about it. It had to have been because of that movie. Like I <laughs> I don't know where else I would have seen it because I didn't know anybody who was in karate. Yeah. I there was no like television. I mean, eventually there was a Karate Kid television show, but I don't think I ever saw it until I got older. Like I I think it was that movie that put the idea in my head. <laughs> what do you remember everyone in the class being of the same type too? Where like, oh, I just saw Karate Kid and everyone's trying to do a crane kick everywhere. <laughs> you know what? I came into the class. The class was already like in motion, so I came in at mid mid session. You know, mid. Oh, whatever. got it, got it. Yeah. And so I didn't meet anybody. And I I went to two classes, and it was I, it was not for me. I'm not you know I'm not somebody who enjoys that kind of thing. And uh, I'm sure my mom was pissed off because I'm sure she probably prepaid for a bunch of classes. <laughs> yeah, the idea of sparring with you know at that age, I don't know. You must have been what 12, 10 to twelve or something like that. Yeah, in that. In yeah. that so range. like you know the idea of like striking other kids, I guess that the, to me like I never joined a single karate class in my life ever once, right? So like the idea of sparring, wrestling, grappling with other kids just nah, wasn't something that I was really comfortable with as a kid. So yeah, I, no, that always precluded me from that. So. I, w- I do wonder though if that I mean if there was any research done about you know karate membership uh, prior to the movie and after and then after the second and third one came out were there spikes you know I, I, I mean <laughs> or dips as a case may be <laughs> well, exactly exactly kid getting pulled out. I'm sure it's one of those phenomenon that like it spiked and then just dropped way the hell off after like the first couple well, classes. Like, but I mean, I'm prime like, example of that. Like, I I literally went in because of it and. Can't, as soon as I realized I didn't like it, I stopped it immediately. So your problem is you didn't finish watching the second one, man. You, just, you saw one and a half of the movies. You didn't bother to finish the second one. No, oh, no, I, I finished the second one. I finished oh, you, the oh, second oh one. you said you you started the third one and then didn't finish it, or what? You, was no, it I've never, one? I've never even never seen, seen the third one. The first no, never even seen it. Yeah, so the first and the second one. I'm mean, gonna about say, the second one another the, time. The second one is, I think, the coolest thing about the second one was when it came out was that it literally just picks up immediately where the previous one left off. I thought that was so awesome to see, yeah. like as a kid at that time, to say, "Oh my god, they're 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 continuing exactly where it left off." Like even other movies that were, you know, supposed to be like you know trilogies or dual or like sequels, like they never did that, right? Like even watching like yeah. Star Wars, there was always these huge gaps in between the movies or Aliens. But man, it's like you start, you put a Karate Kid too, like credits are rolling, you're seeing the aftermath of the fight in the first one. Which is just so awesome. <laughs> it was like one of the yeah. best things ever. No, I I agree, and we I don't want to go too much into Karate Kid too. Yeah, yeah, we can because, save that but, for another time. <laughs> but I will say because it's so close to, like you said, it starts instantaneously after the first one ends. I love how they explain away the mother and the the girlfriend. Oh yeah, who yeah. Was one pivotal. line, right? <laughs> yeah, bringing the car around or whatever she said. You know what was even more insulting was the beginning of the third one when they explained what happened to her at the at the end of the second one. It's even it's even more of a dismiss like oh is it don't don't tell me what it is don't tell me what it is I haven't seen it yet I want to laugh it's cold blooded is what it is. (laughs) One day I think I own it on DVD too I think I own the third one I just haven't seen it. Okay yeah it's so terrible I mean you will be very disappointed like wait wait till like you you know you separate yourself out or like watch what you want to do is not watch it immediately after the first and second just kind of watch it in a vacuum and you might you might be better off. (laughs) and just ignore the fourth and fifth one you've told me because we've talked about this in the past you've told me not to see the third one but you know what I actually don't care how bad it is because I just kind of want to I kind of want to revisit that world and I kind of want to see it you know see something new from that world but the problem is I'll give you just two words just character assassination that's the thing that bugs me the most about movies so just watch it but like i said watch it in a vacuum one so day so, so think about think about a, a scene that did, they did not show that was like <laughs> he was dreaming about what happens in the third movie Can it would have made a lot more sense if they just ended it on a dream yes <laughs> okay dream I sequence sure. fade out wake up ah mr miyagi's right well maybe there. <laughs> if you watch the uh watch them with those uh with, you know that, that box that you have maybe there's some director yeah commentary. i mean maybe yeah i'm sure i'm sure the third one is so bad that no one volunteered to do any comedy I'm going to check it right after. I bet you there's like just nothing there for the specials. <laughs> Maybe like a deleted scenes, like montage or some crap like that. Danielson like hitting his head on some bricks or something. <laughs> The last thing on Karate Kid, so the one, so you talk about like the lasting images and things like that. The the funny thing is that as a kid watching that, I, I have to always like I always cringe at that final at the near like penultimate scene where essentially to me I always saw it like when when uh, when he swept the leg you know on Danielson when yep. he told the Cobra Kai. I literally every time I saw that as a, as a kid, I always saw it as him giving him like completely breaking his leg in half like a compound fracture style. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I thought he came 
down on his knee and then just like rip that thing 90 degrees like it was always uh it was always a scene i had to look away from as a kid and then later on i i, I watched it you know recently again i'm like oh he's barely like bending his yeah. knee you know like a little bit the wrong way like i don't know why i always built up that scene to be so just dis- like disgusting or now you're like, talking about when you were a young kid or like when you were like a teen in your 20s or whatever no a one? young kid i mean i guess whatever you're like i mean i might have been a seven or eight when i saw that the first couple of times so to well, me you know, it was always a nasty scene and it was always like well, oh, they, they, and they probably don't even make physical contact and they do a good job so you 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 bought into the movie magic, oh i did right? i could the, whatever angle they used to make it look like it was a horrific like you know injury it worked on me big time i was like oh my god his knees like, and i can't remember if it's that movie or the second one but there are some punches that i think it's the second one when they do that fight um, you know, on like the little island where they you know throw the bridges down to have that that. Oh, they look like they're really hitting each other big time in that. Oh one. no, there's no, there's at least one shot where you can see there is no contact made whatsoever. Oh, at least one. Yeah, you gotta the look. The phantom hits. Yeah, yeah, and that, those are fun to watch. You know, when you're an adult, I'm sure you know most people are fooled by them, but you know they look. They I look. think I actually do remember reading like you know in IMDb when you look at like the fun facts or the trivia in the movie. I think there was some inadvertent contact that happened in that scene. I, I, oh, really? I, I was just reading it recently too, and I think something like they were like they always like to highlight like oh like he really hit him in one of the scenes, and so I think it was one of those. I, I can't remember, but yeah, I think I there was definitely after you know on on second and third viewings, it's like oh man, there's some complete air hits going on here. <laughs> Well, I think we're going to wrap that up here for this episode, guys. But thank you very much for hanging out and listening to us on our second episode here of the Masters of the Nostalgiaverse. We're looking forward to bringing some more episodes to you in the future. But uh, that's going to be it for me, Bovon. Anything you want to add? Uh, no, I just want to say thanks a lot to anyone out there who's listening. Thanks, as always, Brunch, for including me into this conversation and trying to drum up all these memories from our past here. And for anyone out there, like I said, if you were if you were trying to be your own Daniel son or find your own Miyagi, let, let, let us know. We definitely want to hear about it. And for any future topics, of course, as Brunch said, let us know. We'll be glad to try to see what we don't know about it and then bring it up. <laughs> And as we said last time, you'll never hear us talking about video games, even though that's one of our most near and dear topics. But we don't do that for a very specific reason, because we talk about it uh, every week on our Twitch channels. You can follow me at twitch.tv slash whataboutbrunch and bovinedivine at twitch.tv slash bovinedivine. So please feel free to drop in and say hello. But uh, thanks, Bovine, for uh, co-hosting this. It's been a real pleasure so far, and I look forward to uh, many more episodes in the future, man. Oh, absolutely, sir. Thank you very much, and we'll we'll talk to everyone soon. Goodbye.